Welcome to Outside the 9 to 5. I don't know what that just was, but this is Kevin Hartnett. And I'm Colton Richards. And you're listening to the Outside the 9 to 5 podcast. A show where we discuss the challenges we face on a day-to-day basis with our careers, relationships, and fitness and nutrition. We'd like to keep it light as we discuss some of the life battles we, and I'm sure some of you, deal with on a daily basis. So sit down, strap in, and enjoy the ride. Kevin Hartnett, you are an Iron Man, Cold bro. Cole Richards. Big Iron, you know, the hoss. <laughs> iron hoss. Iron hoss. It's a good nickname. Crush it out there. The, the kid was uh, burned the rubber off of his shoes during the run. Legitimately. Uh, I don't know. So, yeah, man, that was a fairy tale. Disneyland type day out there for me. Everybody finished. Everybody finished. Yeah, well, other people don't. I don't even think most people know we had a third individual out there. Uh, Alex's uncle, just an absolute rock star of an individual. How old is he? 51? 51, I think. He absolutely diced us he up out there. Us. He, he went. He took us. a trip over the handlebars and rode the rest of the bike with one handlebar. Yep. And he passed me looking like that. Yep. It was pretty interesting. Yeah. He crushed it. Crushed he, the race. He dominated. Um. I guess, dude. Let's. I kind of. I kind of like this aspect. Let's just do a little breakdown. Um, so why don't you go with how you felt on the swim? Let's just do it in, in sections here. Quite possibly the only time I felt good during the race. Yeah. Yeah, the swim was awesome. I got in there, uh, and I felt great. Honestly, it felt good in the water. I was. My strategy for the swim was to just get through the swim with expending as little energy as possible. Mm. So even though I was doing that, I I was able to draft off of people and passed a couple people and ended up uh, finishing the, the swim pretty strong. Uh, the, what was your time? 104? I think 104, 105 okay. for the swim, oh, which is okay. I mean, for a collegiate swimmer, you would expect it to be quicker but my strategy was to not go as fast i think if as you could. went hard and you went sub an hour like most people would consider sub an hour swim very very good so if you went hard you could have gone sub an hour yeah sure. like uh, my shoulders and we had harder swim workouts than sure. what not i experienced out there so it was a piece of cake the funny part you, you, half of the swim was like in a, in a canal like in a channel uh and that was all i i'm like looking to my left and I just see this person that's just stalking me. They're tracking just walking, like tracking missile. me. Yeah, tracking me. And so I noticed that and I look at, as I took one of the breaths and it was Alex. And she had her phone and was filming me and walked me down the whole canal, which was pretty cool uh, to experience. And yeah, it was the swim was great for me. The swim was awesome. And of course, you can't, you, you jumped in right after me. So what well, was dude, the swim look like for you? We were, I mean, we were talking like, all right, let's go out casual you know and when i say casual let's try and find like middle of the road start time and uh we didn't do that we started at the front of the pack well the the time estimates stopped at like 115 and we were gonna finish before or like one i think it was 120 yeah was the where it stopped and so we just went ahead of that yep and ended up at the front of the race yeah so we left. I mean, I think we the the race started formally at seven fifteen. We were off at seven eighteen. But anyway, <laughs> with that being said, it was amazing, bro. I was that was the most relaxed I was all day. It was on the swim. It was uh, it, it felt like a pool in terms of temperature and just in terms of current. The only um, downside or negative moment I had during the swim was when I entered the canal. I looked at my watch and I saw it was an hour into the swim. And I was like, oh, damn, like, dude, are you going to go sub? Like, you're basically going to do this swim in an hour. Little did I know I had another 15 minutes. Wait, so when you looked at your watch, it had only been how much time? An hour. It took me probably about 10 to 15 minutes to get through the canal. Yeah, the canal is long. It was long. It was, it was so, long. If you look at the, the map, I, I looked at that, and I was like, oh, once you get to the canal, you still have a decent amount of time. I didn't know so that. just try to get there. I thought I was done once I got to the canal, so that was the only mental check I had. And then I, I, this is the only other thing I, I reflected on post-race is how I felt in Atlantic City a couple weeks ago in the half Ironman is just vastly different mentally to how I felt during this full distance is 
dude, I was just relaxed. Like it, it's just, a, I was adrenaline. I feel like I was an adrenaline junkie in this, in the half. And during this swim, I was just super, super relaxed. So, um, yeah, I, I think we both enjoyed our time in the water to say the least. Yeah, yeah. I, I look, I looked very, very chill out there from the videos, and and that's kind of how it felt. Yeah, uh, it was, it was quality. The, the there were some weeds that that came into play there. I got attacked by some weeds in the water that I had to buck off me. Yeah, which was interesting, but. Yeah, you're and always going to deal with little things, though. Yeah, always little things. So it's nothing crazy, and for the most part, like legitimately, didn't bump in anybody. Didn't really have like a lot of people like climbing over me, yeah. which was great. Yeah. Uh, so the race itself was a little less in terms of what their typical uh, participant number was. So I think that probably helped a little. And bit. they did staggered starts, so yeah. three or four people in the water at a time. I had a couple people call crawling on my back like it, i don't know why but yeah i don't know i've had some people like bumping me but it wasn't anything some people don't know how to pass in swimming like you just gotta swim yeah. around to the right <laughs> like if I, you touch somebody's feet you gotta that's that's a sign to like go my, like i literally felt them on my tailbone i was like dude they're all <laughs> But that's it is what it is. I would say if we're rating it on a zero to ten scale for both of us, I would say the swim, just in terms of easy easiness and like comfortability, probably like an eight for me. Yeah. Oh no, it was definitely a nine for me. Yeah. I felt great uh, coming out of that swim there. Good. And uh, yeah, it was it was quality. All right, and then on to the bike. Um, what do you what are you kind of thinking as you get on the bike and head out? Just I, I guess a course overview is your ten miles on just kind of back stretches of roads. It's really tough to kind of get a high. Um, it's tough to like pick up speed because you're doing a bunch of turns and then you spend, call it 80 miles, the next 80 miles on a toll road. So Yeah, the the beginning part was actually kind of nice. It was I, nice, I yeah. liked the first you know 10 miles. It, I, I felt like it went by really quickly mm. because of all the turns and it was a little bit more technical, so it was kind of fun uh, messing around with that there. Uh, thankfully not going too fast yeah you but, weren't it was tough to pick up speed with all the turns uh but it was good uh the, once i got out onto the toll road it was it was good there was just a brutal headwind mm-hmm. heading out on the toll road yep. it, it was it was i don't know what the wind was if, if you picked it up or not but it was 50, it was probably 10 to 15 miles yeah it was hour. it was tough it felt like getting hit by a wall so Right then and there, I, I knew I was going to have to, like, cut losses on the way out and just try to, you know, pump it on the way back. Yeah. But the the big thing when you're going into a headwind is you just got to you, – you you can't lose yourself there. Yeah. Because, I, I mean, we both had a pretty tough training session one time where we were going in a headwind, and I just lost myself mentally yeah. because I was not expecting it, and I let it – really deteriorate me mentally mm. so i was it was just like you know this is it is what it is yeah. i'll get it i'll thankfully the bright side there was it was going out it wasn't coming back right yeah so i was thinking to myself i was like okay well the majority of the miles are going to be going back mm. so that that was a positive there yeah but yeah the, the bike was so lonely out on the toll road there's no coverage uh per, uh, the volunteers were great yeah uh yeah yeah, I was I was having a little trouble getting food down, just in my stomach. I think probably the antibiotics or something. So my nutrition uh, strategy didn't really play out exactly how I would have liked it to. Uh, peeing on the bike is way harder than I anticipated. <laughs> way harder. Yeah. Uh, so it was like <laughs> trying to get it get it going heading down a hill. Like I never timed it the right way. Like I always be off the hill. So, and almost like sputtering to a stop, and just, you just pulled just over, and he was just peeing on the just side pissing of the road. myself <laughs> as people pass me. So, on a scale of like you know zero to ten, what, how would you rate what you just did, what you did on the bike, and kind of the overall experience of that? The bike for me, I guess, like in terms of feel, yeah, it was probably. I mean. All things considered, probably a six or a seven, I guess you could say. It wasn't, it wasn't terribly bad, but when I was getting up to, to get up some of the ramps, like the on ramps on the highway and some of the steeper climbs, my quads were 
definitely cramping up. Because so. in- interesting you say that. That would be the only thing that concerns me is how tired you might have been off the bike. But in terms of time, dude, if you were to tell me I was going to bike a 624 or a sub 630, I'd be like, yep. That's great. Like that's a good day out there. Yeah, I mean, you crushed. You crushed the bike. I felt good on it. You, you I felt good. You on looked it. like you. You looked like you felt good when you fucking passed me. Well, <laughs> I thought you were gonna pass me way earlier, to be honest. But uh, yeah, I think you were seven or eight minutes ahead of me. I, I, I'll, I'll credit two things to my bike success, um, or not success. Two things that I really liked that I did. I actually pissed in the porta potty. I know it's a small thing before on the bike, so I didn't have to worry about that. Um, and then. I, I don't know if that has any impact on my time, but w- the uh, second thing I did that was huge is instead of uh, every aid station, I was just dumping water on my kit. Yeah. So my body yeah, did was that very cold or not cold, but I didn't feel the effects of the heat as much. And that allowed me to stay very, very consistent. And the third and final thing you mentioned it, but the ego uh, check of getting past. I know you mentioned you got, I got passed by everyone. The only person I passed might've been, might've been you. <laughs> it was bro. me. It was it me. Been you. Yeah. Cause I, I legitimately, I, I think Alex said I got out of the swim 20th overall. You were, yeah. Great spot. Great spot to just get absolutely zipped by on the bike. I passed maybe one or two people yep. who had already passed me yep. on the bike. So it, I basically, when I was out there too, it was more or less, I was just trying to not, push myself i was the same which was way. like i was the same way you got plenty of time left to just like my goal was to bike like a 17 mile per hour bike mm. just with everything um i have going on so i i was like right on right on pace for that for the most part so it was yeah it was played out exactly how i guess i would have liked it to play out and if i can just reflect on what i think the big thing for me that i was concerned about in the back of my mind for you was Dude, it got fucking hot on the bike, and I was like, if there's one thing that's going to tax you before you run, it's not even the physical output. I was actually concerned about your body reacting to the heat for that long of a time because it got real hot. Yeah, it was it was toasty out there yeah. for sure, and I, I think that definitely played a, played a role for in sure. what happened to me later in the race, but but yeah, it was it – was, it was quality. It was way more like lonely out there than I had anticipated. Yeah, what do you mean by that? Because I think we – I don't think we shared this experience, but just kind of articulate when you say lonely what what you mean by that and how that might have been different than what you trained for. Well, I think I did a lot of my training with you. Yeah. And when – there were days when both of us had great days. Yeah. There were days when you had a great day, I had a bad day. There were days when I had a bad day and you had a great day. Yeah. And when you encounter those days when – you're not having a great day or maybe things hurt more than they usually do. You have someone next to you that you know can more or less like get you through something, get you through you can it. Just like chase that person. Yeah, you can just chase that person and plus like that person is going to be aware that you're feeling the way you feel. Yeah. And they're going to be able to kind of tap into that a yeah. little bit. And so I wasn't having the best day out there mm. and on the bike. So it would have been, it would have been, uh, it would have been nice to be able to have somebody there to pace with. Yeah. Because I just got passed mm. out there, like, yeah, probably two hundred times. <laughs> and I'm not kidding. If you look you're at my place, sugar, I'm not, not sugarcoating. Sugar I yeah, definitely got passed know, like two hundred times on the bike, which uh, was not honestly that mentally taxing getting past it was just like i want to be able to have somebody to like pace off of yeah and that just didn't exist for me out there so it was like it was very lonely is that's that's what i mean by that yeah like not that i was expecting like and there were no people cheering out there either it was dead it was it was dead it was dead the bike is not – I mean, for the course, as good as it is, um, Ironman Houston, the the bike course is – I mean, it's a barren wasteland. There's no one yeah. out there but the crews doing the, the aid stations. Yeah. Yeah, so – yeah, felt a little lonely out there. Yeah, I, 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 the reason I don't necessarily I, – I, maybe I anticipated it based on how Atlantic City kind of went for me in recent uh, time, but – 
I found like five or six people that were kind of jockeying for position and I was kind of rocking with them the entire time. So I, I – and then it was obviously there's those two cute girls. I don't know who they were, but shout out to <laughs> – Still them. didn't get the digits. Didn't get the digits and I didn't look at their – their bib number but they told me i looked good and i said thank you very much thank you very much thank you very much uh, have a nice day yeah. and that kept me oh my god that kept me in uh the mental zone but i don't know man I, I i can't say i felt that way but i could certainly understand why you would feel that way yeah um and it's so funny you mentioned something it's like i constantly thought to myself on the bike it's like no one has ever got to mile 13 on the marathon of an ironman and said dude i wish i would have pushed it i wish i would have pushed it on the bike yeah Never. Hey, there's no way so there's that no was way. pretty much my constant thought on the bike and it ended up that the the headwind we had coming out uh really helped me on the way coming in when it was a tailwind and you know i was yeah, able that to, big body out there that yeah. big back of yours it absorbed, <laughs> it absorbed a lot of wind and it was i was doing like 22 23 pretty easily put the sails up there put the sails <laughs> up and uh yeah so i think i did 19 miles an hour for the bike and i finished in just over six hours so oh the dismount was a, quite a disaster oh yeah that's hilarious chucked my bike into the into the gate that was just silly yeah i well in terms of roller coaster of emotions on the bike i i told you at mile 95 i cried because i was oh, we were getting yeah. off the highway and i was pretty much like you know if i was gonna get a the the thing that you can't control in this race is if you get a flat right mm, on the bike 100%. is that's tough because you're just going from in 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 running you you really go from maybe like eight nine miles an hour to zero yeah on biking it's like 19 miles to zero yeah so you can lose a lot of time and a lot of you can Momentum. probably lose a lot of mental fitness there yeah. and just trying to get through and fix your bike yeah so at mile 95 i knew i was most likely not going to pop my tire at that point and i i pretty much knew if i got to the run i was gonna be able to finish even if i walked the whole thing yeah so I was gotten a little emotional on the bike at mile 95, had some tears, which I probably could use the salt there that I expended from my body. But, uh, but yeah, got a little emotional out there pretty early. Well, it's funny. We had kind of different uh, perspectives of the, the bike popping. I, I felt the same way. I like in mentally in the back of my head, I knew if I didn't pop a tire like this shit, I was going to complete it. But <laughs> interestingly enough, you were like, dude, are you bringing a spare? And I was like, absolutely no shot. I'm not planning to pop my tire. Worst case scenario, someone's fixing it for me. And mile 20 of the bike, bro, what did I do? I <laughs> oh thought I popped my tire. I pulled over. It ended up being a sticker flying off my bike and landing in the spoke. And it wasn't my tire popping. And I just thought to myself for a split second, Kevin Hartnett is going to murder me when he finds out. Oh, my God. That's too funny. Thank God that didn't happen. Yeah, thankfully. I, I think a lot of people – do are cognizant of the fact that yo if my wheel pops or my tire pops it's going to be not the day i want it to be in terms of a race you know there, it's very hard to bounce back from that yeah that's tough that's tough if you get something like that thrown into your race where it's there's really you you can't do anything about you it you really can't. Well, the only thing you can do is avoid potholes, like where they're marked off. Right. Pay attention to the road, but if you get glass in your tire, you're you're kind of screwed. Yeah. Um, so. All right. So that's through T two. Yeah. Uh, or, yeah. T two. You're going into T two. Colton absolutely threw his bike into the pedestrian. I saw my the... family for the first time, and I tried to just like high five it. everyone, <laughs> and I just threw threw the bike at him. Um, <laughs> that was a whirlwind. But uh, yeah, so dude, what's your what's your mental space when you get off the bike? What are you thinking for the marathon and in there? Yeah, I was just trying to work it from aid station to aid station. That yep. was that was what my first thought was on the on the marathon was just like get to the next aid station. That's all I was keep, thinking too. Keep dude. going, keep going. Get to the next aid station. Um, first lap was like pretty. It was pretty good for the most part you felt mentally good on that i felt all right yeah i love it i felt all right on the first lap the where things like took i think a little bit of a turn for me was when i was coming off of the first lap where you there was this little area where you had to step down like one step yeah and it was like where you do your it's a second third lap and then finish yeah and when i hit that the whole rest of the path was like sunny 
right until the next aid station which was like far and i i think that that right there just was like the last straw i knew it was at frankly i knew at some point my body was just gonna not be able to my muscles were just not gonna be able to continue to function at that level just knowing that i was like somewhat getting cramping yeah uh during the bike and like out of the swim yeah so i hit like the first aid station there and i was feeling okay um it was it was pretty rough and i started i was running and i was running to the next aid station and i passed your dad oh boy and your dad was like colton's like 20 minutes ahead of you that's probably yeah i mean I and i was i thought to myself i was like okay well i i'm dying right now and i have to go a, a minute faster per mile to catch colton by the end of this probably and that's not that's not even right like yeah. i would have had to go gone faster than that and so i made it to like the next aid station which was just right after another great pit of sun yeah and i was just like i i tried to chug a fuck ton of gatorade there and as soon as I did that, I like I got a stitch in my side, and I was starting to cramp up. So I was just like, "Fuck it, I need to like try to walk, yeah, and like digest the, the Gatorade and food, and try to like get my body back to a point where I can just run again." Mm. And so that was pretty much like what ended up happening for the rest of my race. Yeah, was like, "Can I run right now? Okay, like run." And if I can't, like, what do I need to do or put in my body to get me back to where I can run? And this is interesting because what, what, like, were your motivators? Because for me, personally speaking, I'm going to be honest, the swim and bike mentally were not very taxing for me at all. I left everything out there on the run. So, like, I'm interested for you. Like, what were your motivations? What were your thoughts when you knew it was going to be a slow, uh, candidly, a slow, you know, move to the finish line? Well, uh, my first thought was, like, okay, this isn't going to be what you want it to be. So, like, let's just be okay with that. Okay. So, I just had to – and really, I I kind of worked on this prior to starting the race because – Part of me knew or felt like it wasn't going to go exactly how I wanted it to go mm. just based on what uh, what I was going into the race with. And and frankly, at that at that point, I was like, okay, well, like this is it. You got – like I'm going to finish this. So it's just a matter of like what do I need to do to get there. Mm. And yeah, some of the motivators in those moments was just like trying to visualize like all of the people that helped me like just – more like I closed my eyes for a decent amount of the rest of the race, like of just like there were periods where I was just running and, and walking maybe with my my eyes closed, just like trying to visualize like other people walking with me yeah. and like running with me. That all helped that's, me along the journey. That's powerful, dude. So yeah, and and it wasn't like uh, the the I think the biggest thing for me there was like not throwing much of a pity party for myself of like. It's easy to do, bro. Of because you could see, like you, I saw other people like kind of more or less doing that. It's yeah. like throwing a pity party for themselves of like, oh my god, like acting like maybe they're injured, but like acting up things. Mm. Or it's like you just kind of gotta like grit your teeth and like not every day is gonna be your best day, and sometimes like you work very hard for something and some things come into your life where you got to adjust the goal and that's just that's just what i did so yeah i'm proud that i didn't i never in those moments was like this is unfair yeah like, this is not fair that it's i good. i have to i i have to <laughs> i have to run more than half a marathon with leg cramps uh which was which was pain, painful as fuck uh and- so it was that part of the race i can definitely say was way harder than i thought it would be Way the last thirteen, oh yeah, the 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 last two. So the run course was was three laps, mm-hmm. the three uh, three loops, and yeah, the second and third loop were <laughs> goddamn battles. They Dude, it's long. And in that wow. moment, man, I could have easily imagined myself if I were in your shoes, just being like, "Fuck the sickness." That is like, I, I could have easily played the victim card, like if I was in your shoes mentally. So the fact that you didn't do that is. Uh, I don't even know what uh, adjective I would use to describe that, but uh, I mean, 
courageous maybe dude it's just fun i couldn't imagine man if i got a very tough like taxing sickness on my central nervous system which is everything that's put under pressure during an iron man i don't know man i I mean i i don't think it's i don't even know if it's something i could have done to be honest i'm not sure so yeah i'm sure you could have gritted through it i know you have (laughs) you you got some serious grit in you but uh yeah i did also didn't want it to be like an excuse you know i didn't want it it to be an excuse at all was like so i wasn't even like in my mind thinking about that stuff i was just like okay this is what it is like (laughs) you gotta you gotta get through it so yeah and when you this is an interesting moment but you know all kidding aside when you saw that turn for the finish what were you thinking to yourself fuck this is uphill yeah i was literally like i I know because uh a funny a funny story now i mean looking back on it honestly it was funny in the moment but on the third lap you go through this uh you go through this kind of wooded area it's a little bit darker uh there's a path though a paved path and it's a little windy and i was over there and i'd been nursing like my stride the whole time because there were multiple points where like if i picked up or engaged my calves too much they would like start to seize up right and i could feel it so i was i was just trying to like keep my leg drive going yeah and i got back there and i guess i forgot about that and i engaged both my one calf and it just locked up like toes pointed couldn't move it and as that locked up, I engaged my other calf, and that locked up as well. <laughs> and I literally just lost my legs and fell down. I just like face planted on this path. Thankfully, I caught myself with my hands. I was in so much pain. My calves were like the f- muscle fibers, like were like were firing, firing, like yeah. twink, tw- tingling. And but thankfully, there was like <laughs> my guardian angel was on a bike behind me, and he got off and. Uh, push my toes for i couldn't even reach my toes oh man and so he pushed my toes forward to like alleviate the the calf cramping for like a good 20 to 30 seconds and uh yeah got me back up and uh, i i i was like at that point i honestly didn't think i would run again yeah for the rest of the race and i, was, I had like four or five miles left so i was like fuck i i was also like i don't want to have to walk up the finish line that would have been brutal to mm. do so yeah. uh yeah thankfully over those next few miles i was able to get some sodium and gatorade in myself and muster up some strength to start running again and jake uh, my friend came out and uh caught me around i think mile 23 yeah and ran two miles with me which absolutely gave me the like the la- the little boost i needed to to get me to really push me to to the finish line so what a rock star but yeah i mean he saved me out there um i know alex was definitely worried so uh i'm glad he i'm 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 blessed that somebody cared about me enough to come find me out in my the darkest place (laughs) and and when you cross that finish line uh what did you feel i mean because i gotta imagine it's a lot of different emotions um but you know everything kind of aside what did you what were you kind of first thinking when you crossed that finish line oh man i was just thinking about like how like long it's taken to get there yeah it's just like everything that could have gone wrong went wrong <laughs> and all of the all of the training sessions that went into that all of the people that adjusted adjusted parts of their life to help me go through that journey yeah it it's crazy it was it it was a crazy feeling it was overwhelming i was able to hold myself together until i got to alex Mm. and then i just cried in alex's arms um at the end of the race and i was just i don't know it's it was like it's over it's it's done i did it so it was cool it was I mean, honestly, I was running up the 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 hill, and I saw the time, and I was it was like twelve fifty seven. I yeah. was like, oh my gosh! Of course, I have to run now because I mean, I could have stopped and walked, I guess, but I was like, I'm not sure where I am. Yeah. Based on the time, so uh, 
I was like, right, well, I can break 13 hours here, so I guess I got to run to the finish. And I didn't know this, run, man. Th- run through the finish. I didn't know this just because we've talked about a, a time goal for a, wh- a while, and we both kind of generally knew that goal. But, dude, a lot of people finish them way longer than 13 hours. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah, the cutoff's um, 17, right? Yeah, so I didn't really understand that. Just based on finishing and looking at our times now, I didn't realize that a majority of people finish later than that. So Yeah, yeah, me either. So definitely a... I mean, an absolutely crazy experience on on the run. I mean, that was arguably one of the hardest things I've I've ever had to do, for oh, sure. Is yeah. is keep myself moving on that run. So, what was the run like for you? Well, you jump off of T two. You probably hit the hit, hit the Port of John, right? I did. That's you hit the another, bathroom. That's another <laughs> second. That's, that's, uh, honestly, I'd recommend if I if I ever do an Ironman again, which it probably is in the cards, um, I'll do the same thing. P in both transitions. It's just comfortable, man. Um, how, I, dude? I don't know how it's else to say. It. It's, it's comfortable, comfortable. Uh, dude. I I felt on the run like I had an assassin's mentality out there. It sounds funny, but. I just knew I was going to attack the course in a way that was so uh, within myself. And I, I, I was running at like mm, 1030 paces and uh, was able to get nutrition down. And, you know, I hit every aid station and it was kind of free for all at the aid stations. I mean, I told you jokingly, somehow I got grapes one time. I don't <laughs> even know. I don't want grapes at all, yeah. but I got them. Um, and yeah, man, I, uh, I think the run went as well as it could have. I averaged like 1030 miles. And the lot, dude. I, I, you said it was the hardest thing, one of the hardest things you ever done. I have never done a harder thing in my life than to carry my legs for the last six miles of that that marathon. Um, and the only interesting thing I can have to reflect on it, just different than what I anticipated, was not using any dark energy to get me through that moment. Um, I, I didn't think about the people that bullied me in high school. I didn't think about any shit people said when I was fat. Like it was. It was actually, dude, just thinking about like you, Alex, Jake, um, all my cousins that were out there supporting my dad, my family. Um, that's what honestly carried me through, dude. It had nothing to do with anyone that talked shit on me or like dark thoughts. I thought I was going to use that, but didn't at all. That was the only uh, thing I didn't anticipate. But yeah, hardest shit I've ever done for sure. Any questions on that? I th- Oh, the other thing what? I wanted to, to say to you. I think this benefited me in terms of my muscle, uh, my ability to like run for pretty much, I would say 95% of that marathon was that I ate enough on the bike. Yeah. I think that was the biggest learning experience for me was my sodium intake and calories on the bike got me through that, got me through that run. Yeah. Yeah. That's quality. That's quality. I'm, I'm, I'm glad that you had the, you were able to go through the race pretty much without a hitch of any, like any nutritional issues that I, you've experienced i feel like during every single other race that you've you're right. had to do yep. that, oh that's a little bit longer which yep. which is awesome you finally like finally got that shit down man. finally got the nutrition yeah. down, man I yeah mean, big. I, I went to the bathroom twice which is not ideal uh, on an iron man marathon you know um i would i would have liked to not go to the bathroom for like three or four minutes but it is what it is. I'm not really sure exactly why that happened, uh, but yeah, you were. I was just body in gels and not throwing up, which was brilliant. I, I thought that time was going to come. You know, if I ever look at a gel again, I'm going to be nauseous. But <laughs> yeah, dude, I would say. What were you thinking going out on the run? Like, uh, what were I, your initial thoughts? I, I told my family. I said we're bringing home an Iron Man today. That's what That's I said awesome. to my family. Yeah, as soon as I got off the bike, man, I knew that the tire didn't pop, and, and I knew I was taking this thing home. Like I. It was the no doubter mentality. It was interesting to be on that course. It, dude, the period still came though that you had where it's like, I don't know how I'm going to run again. Like I took a few steps where I was just like, dude, I don't know how my body momentum is going to carry me because my legs were dying. Yeah. What was the toughest part of that run for you? Uh, you talked about it. Mile 22 to 26. You're in a neighborhood that's not uh, the main section of the town that you were supposed to be running in or were running in. And it was just, dude, it was lonely, man. You, you were basically yeah. by yourself. This is dark out there too. Dark and yeah. dark. Um, and yeah, you feel like four miles is, is going to take you 12 hours. So 
Once I got back into town, though, at mile 24, man, I uh, I was starting to lose myself. I was starting to lose myself. Someone called me an Ironman 10 minutes out from the finish line, and I just started balling like a fucking, I don't know. It was it was a lot. Yeah, what what was uh, what were you thinking about when you finally saw that like that finish from the bottom of that hill? <laughs> like kind of like a quote. I, I was like, I was thinking, I built this motherfucker. <laughs> I was That's like, awesome. I, I was like, dude, the last twenty five years of life, man, you built this kid that could do a twelve hour Ironman. Like that's what I thought. Um, and I told my mom this after the race, and I've done a lot of thinking about it. But this is the proudest moment of my life. It's fucking crazy to say, but a lot of people graduate college, man. A lot of people get, you know, captain of whatever sports team they have, um, get a good job. Like no one, (laughs) very few people accomplish an event like this. And, uh, yeah, it means the world to have you around me, Alex around me, Jake and my entire family, man. You know, we were popping champagne the next day and it felt like, uh, felt like my Super Bowl. So, yeah, man, that was, that finish is cra- is crazy. It's like a crazy emotional, like roller coaster right there. Yeah, it was. Uh, I don't. I don't. Really what was it? Much. What was your mantra during the run? I feel like you're a big quote. You're a big quote guy. Like live in the moment. Uh, smile through it, and then it, the other two things I said: forge yourself and stay within. But, dude, honestly, I couldn't even really put together any thoughts on the run. I was in so much pain; it was like pretty hard to even articulate a thought to myself other than move i feel like that's it's really good to have those things that we talked about to to get you through those moments what like those like mantras quotes whatever you whatever you want to fucking call them is you know what you kind of need to tell yourself in those moments or what you need to hear and no one else is going to know that yeah i mean people out on the course are saying some ridiculous shit oh my god to me uh, to into you when we pass like crazy ass like if someone tells me I'm horrible like, cheering <laughs> like, dude it's like but i mean but there was a lot there. of great there was a lot of great uh quotes there too right you're almost there and you're, you're almost you're there mile three yeah what you, are you got another about? four and a half hours about? out there on the bro. course dude bro. not even close bro yeah but uh, really you gotta you gotta be able to generate some energy from within in those moments, and those types of quotes, mantras, you know that's how you do it. Yeah, that's how you get through that pain because when you, when most people experience that pain, pain immediately, like you, your mind starts to go with like, oh, I can't do this. Oh, my legs, like I can't. They're not gonna be able to carry me. This hurts too much. I'm going to hurt myself or like I'm going to have to like, yeah, whatever the fuck it is, whatever excuse you're telling yourself at that moment, you just, if you can put some distance between that piece, because that piece exists in everybody. There's that like, there's that little bitch that's kind of hiding down there that will come out if you let it. Yeah. So you just got to like, what you do is it feels like you build a wall between that part of you and where you're at mentally in that moment and so i I mean i would i would suggest finding some some words that motivate you to move forward and i think one thing that you mentioned there where you said the wall the way i build that wall is by delaying that so if it's like how dude how are you gonna run man it's like all right just carry yourself to the next aid station if you want to walk there you can and it's like all right carry yourself to the next mile marker if you want to walk after that you can and dude, you just build that momentum, um, and that's how I carried myself the last four miles. Because <laughs> holy cow, man! I don't know what to say, but those last four were, yeah, I don't know, pretty crazy. Yeah, the pain, the pain is, the pain I felt in my legs is something like different. I don't, I don't know. It was. It's body pain. It, it's I mean, crazy. It's mental pain. It's body pain. Yeah, I was also starting to cramp up in my like back and in my like in my arms and my chest like just all my muscles were like your body said fuck f you dude you're screwed so yeah it was it was it was really rewarding to be able to have that all happen and be able to get through it so i would have liked to have been a little quicker but to be able to experience that kind of adversity out there and 
still get to the get to the finish line is awesome. I said that in the post, and not to put it on me, but dude, I I don't I I haven't even come close to experiencing the adversity you have. It's like most people can't even comprehend it. Most people can't comprehend doing this, but most people, everyone, couldn't comprehend the adversity you faced. Yeah, I mean, you know, I I wouldn't say you don't know the adversity, but you you went through the the same race cancellation process I went through. Yeah, it was brutal. which is just. I mean, it's crazy, the, the highs and the lows of that kind of moment. And to finally have it all come to fruition is is nuts. And, and it's like every goal is is like that. Maybe some aren't as drawn out. Mm. But yeah, if you want to do if you want to do big things and accomplish big things, you're going to have even bigger setbacks and even bigger obstacles to face. And like they're just it's going to come. That's a, like, good, that's no a doubt. great note, dude. The challenges only get bigger when your goals get bigger, man. Yeah, it doesn't get. It definitely doesn't get any easier, for sure. I totally agree. Um, anything. This is an interesting question. I'm not sure exactly uh, the answer I would give either. But anything you specifically learned from that race environment slash experience? I have one thing that I, I'm thinking of. If you want to give yourself a yeah, a go ahead. Over there. Go ahead. Spit it out. So the one thing I would say with an event of this duration where it's like the pinnacle moment it is visualization is a huge aspect of what i think made me successful during this event i practice the transition mentally i practice the swim mentally i practice the run the bike like all that information was online so i could see and feel what the race would look like before i even did it and um dude it made me so calm when I when we entered the water, when we transitioned, like I would say, one of the things I learned about just in terms of race experience is you know visualizing that presentation you have, visualizing, um, you know, I don't I don't know, asking that girl on the date, whatever it is, man, feel those emotions and practice it mentally before you ever have to go through it in real life, and it'll help you out tremendously. Yeah, that was one of the things that I I think you did that really helped prepare you for those those moments especially on the run is the visualization aspect and i'm not i haven't really been great at that over the past few months or i mean really ever yeah is just sitting down and visualizing things so i i mean after you were telling me how much you were doing that i was thinking to myself well you know i should probably start doing that in some respect uh in some way shape or form because not only can you visualize the things and I'm not sure how you do this, but sometimes I feel like when you you can visualize things get when you visualize things going wrong, yep, you can better overcome them when they do go wrong, mm, right? One hundred percent. Yeah, you're just more comfortable because you're like, oh, if the tire popped, what do I do? I already thought about it, right? I'm hopefully someone's radioing in, and within 15 minutes, I get a new tire. You know how long it's gonna take me to change a tire? An hour. Yeah. So. Yeah, 100%. What was the thing you visualized the most? Across, across at the finish line, dude. Yeah. All day. All day, every day. I told you I cried like so many times before the race just being like, Colton, you're an Iron Man. I'll never – I mean, man, I'll never forget that experience, dude. It was uh, one for the books. One for the books. So I got to ask. I know this is probably pretty quick off, off of a race that was a couple days ago. What's next for you, Kevin? Oh, Hummel? wait. I had a uh, – oh. Something to add to, yeah, to that is, I I've never really experienced in small places. I've never I, I I've experienced over preparation, and in this instance, the value of over preparing or just being over overly ready for a moment, in whether whether it be by visualizing or just knowing you put in the fucking work. Mm. I mean, people come, people who have bad feelings about, you know, you get pre-race jitters and whatever, but the people who really get really fucking nervous are the ones that didn't actually prepare the best. And they're the nervous best. for a reason. And they're, yeah, you, you, if you're nervous outside of just being anxious for a race, there's a reason why you are. Yeah. And I feel like that's what, what helped me get through all of that, even with being sick is is just 
knowing that even though I'm I'm like I'm sick right now, there's like no doubt that I'm gonna finish it. There's no doubt. We, Considering the training we did and like just the years of waiting, there was just no way I was gonna let myself not finish. And whether it be uh, like finishing in 17 hours, yeah, I was I was gonna finish that fucking thing. So that's it. I like that point. I, I don't think I've ever been as prepared for anything in my life. Yeah, me either. Me either. And if you're prepared, did I say this at some point? Oh, preparation gives you peace. I said yeah. that on my yeah. Instagram as we were driving. Yeah, that's a great. That's a great fucking quote. Yeah, preparation gives you peace. And, and I, I, the other thing you said in, in a in short words there were, um, it makes you prepared for the moment, dude. And that was a big fucking moment. And if you're nervous, like a lot of shit could end up going wrong, you know. Um, so, yeah, I love it. Yeah. Be prepared for big moments. Um, all right, let's kind of. I mean. Wow, we're already 45 in, dude. Time flies when oh, you're having Jesus. fun. <laughs> well, all right, I know it's a little post a little bit, you know, soon after the race. You got your CFP exam coming up in, a, in three three weeks, um, which is a huge life goal for you outside of the physical fitness realm. But what's next in terms of maybe physical fitness? Um, what's on the radar for you? Oh, man. Yeah, I think I'm going to get absolutely yoked. <laughs> I think that's the goal is to just uh, gain some muscle back feel strong uh maybe do a less a little less biking yeah <laughs> a little throw less the running. bike in the garbage in the garbage even though i don't i i will say i don't necessarily like running per se but i really do enjoy the result after running i don't know what do you mean result like the the feeling you get after running oh, and yeah. also the feeling that you have from being in good running shape yeah. like to be able to go out and run like a half marathon like it's basically nothing it's awesome to be able to do and have in your back pocket. i love it i love it so that was a cool thing that i felt like i mean we had during this whole time period that i don't necessarily want to give up so i'll probably still run in, in some way shape or form and keep that that fitness in my back pocket uh, in terms of endurance events, I think I'm just taking a, a nice break for mm. some time. Yeah, I do have some. I mean, I have unfinished business with Iron Man still, so I gotta, uh, you know, at some point in my future life, I will be doing another one for sure. Uh, I also would like to run 100 miles in 24 hours, so yeah. that's another uh, ticket on the list. But uh, for, for the foreseeable near near term, I I really <laughs> gotta just I gotta finish the CFP yeah. and uh and yeah I, I'm excited to get back to the gym. Um, CrossFit community is amazing, so yeah, it'll it'll be it'll be a good time. I want to just build on one thing that I think is interesting. You like you said you have unfinished business from with the Iron Man. It's like it's so fascinating. I almost felt like. I almost knew as soon as you crossed and you saw that time, I was like, mm, he's going to be back for more. I can tell. Yeah. Um, but dude, I, it's amazing what you did. I'm excited to see maybe if you give it a shot in you know, two, three, four years, whenever it may be, it makes sense for your life. I'm excited to see what that's like uh, because I think you gave me an interesting perspective where this is a sport that I don't know if it's going to be consistently done throughout my life moving forward. But it is something I'll 100% come back to, whether it's half Ironmans, full Ironmans. Um, I think it'll always show up in spurts. You know, I don't think mm -hmm. it's going to be my consistent yeah. pursuit, but uh, I, I do like it as a mental challenge that most people, most people just can't even comprehend. Yeah, and people think the misconception is it's just physical, and that's just that's not nah. even close to being the case. It's the mentally being out there for with yourself and your own thoughts without any music or any phones or anything along those lines for anywhere from <laughs> really nine to 17 hours. Yeah, dude. <laughs> is a, it's dark. It gets dark. You got to go through a lot of ups and downs and I can't, I wouldn't, if you do do it, you won't come out on the other side disappointed with the person that you are you won't regret it yeah exactly you just gotta have belief that you can actually do it yeah that's that's what stops most people is oh i, I won't be able to do it and that's not that's not the case i i don't 
I believe everybody kind of has the potential to do an Iron Man. 100%. But a lot of people have the potential to do a lot of things and right. they just don't fucking do it. So, yeah. I mean, dude, that's all I got. You got anything? No. Um, no I think uh, I think that's it for me. Let's use. What are you What are you doing? What's on the next on your agenda? <laughs> I'm leaving well, Colton here in Texas. Yeah, so you're leaving <laughs> me in Texas. Uh, dude, we got a we got a pretty robust agenda here. Um, <laughs> robust. <laughs> pretty well built out. I. Uh, you know, we got to continue to hammer this podcast. That's a, you know, big uh, aspect of my life. And then uh, in terms of just endurance events, it's been a good year for me. And I'm going to go for an ultra marathon here in February. And it's in Houston. It's a it's a course that bodes well for me. It's just, you know, pretty flat, five, uh, five loop, 20 mile course. So, yeah, I'm doing that in February. And that would cap off a year. That would be pretty tremendous as a 25-year-old in my opinion. So, um that's what's next for me i think you know i could be definitely doing ironmans at some point here uh again in the near future and when i say near future two years three years but uh other than that let me think yeah ultra marathon and i'm gonna get back to crossfit man i i fell in love with that community and that sort of physical pursuit so i'm gonna do that periodically swim a little bit um and run so yeah that's 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 the physical agenda i'm trying to think is there anything else podcast Oh, dude, I'm gonna be dating, man. Come on, let's go. I'm oh down man, in Texas. the kids, kids get wild out here <laughs> on the apps. On oh, the apps, dude. <laughs> you gotta watch out. Yeah, man. Uh, find a Southern Belle. Oh man, best of luck. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. We'll Happy see. trails. <laughs> Happy hunting. Um. Yeah. Oh, what? Did you ask? I was else? just gonna say it's gonna be exciting to see you accomplish yet another massive physical goal. It's interesting. Physical I'm le- and mental goal. I'm less scared for this than I am the Iron Man. I don't know why, but I am. There's a, it's a little. Um, I feel like it's more simple. It's simple. You're right. Yep. It's just move your legs. Yeah. It's like that's it. Yeah. We'll see how it goes. Um, are you coming down? Is it, we can't we can't put that out. There I can't yet. I can't put that speculation out there. Yeah, but yeah. there is a, a high chance that I will be doing confirm. some part of that yeah. run with you. You can't confirm it for sure. For sure. But um, oh, the other thing I got to say, people are purchasing shirts using the code on Good Guy. So it's wearegoodguy.com and it's wearegoodguy on Instagram. But if you use the code, oh God, GGOT95, you wow, get 20%. Wow, you got that locked up. <laughs> GGOT95 for 20% off your order. They dropped the coolest hats. Got some dope sweatshirts for the fall season. Unfortunately, I can't rock sweatshirts down here because there ain't no fall or winter. Oh, sick, dude. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> oh, you're so cool. But for all the people up north, go ahead and grab one of your sweatshirts. Yeah, sick. Um, quality, what, quality gear. Quality yeah. gear, quality drip. If you're like Colton and you're single, you'll it'll be single. help you. you. It will help. It will. Nine out of ten people received more likes on dating apps while wearing a good guy. Apparently. Correct. It's, uh, it's, a, it's a legitimate statistic. All right. I mean, that's a wrap, dude. Uh, Iron Man, I don't know. The three-year Iron Man journey for Kevin Hartnett is a wrap. Wow. That's crazy. Peace. <laughs>